0: okay good evening everybody welcome to another edition of complete sports media's podcast i'm your host darren campbell and of course joining me on a monday the uh incredible uh expert that we have uh what what we call you the guru of basketball the czar of football the uh, <laughs> uh expert in mma uh maestro of mma let's call you uh, all what? that uh yeah, thanks for uh, bringing all that expertise in on another Monday. Uh, wrapping up a great weekend of sports. Yeah, nice yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: thanks for having me once again. And uh, yeah, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Like a lot, like a lot to talk about. Like, yeah. yeah, like there, there was so much that happened, especially in that UFC where I was just, I, I was a, I was a roller coaster of emotions. Let me tell you that. I was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, the USU, um, you know, with, with two belts on the line, it's always great. Those are cards that you really look forward to. Uh, you know, a Johnny Bones Jones week, the greatest of all time in mixed martial arts, uh, proved it again that, uh, you know, he's just even, even off a three-year layoff, moving up in weight, facing a way bigger guy, just still the greatest of all time. Can't wait to break that down with you. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, UFC. We're going to talk about some great basketball that happened on this weekend. Amazing basketball. Uh, it was a, it was a super fun weekend. There was, um, big signings in the NFL today. Uh, did you hear the, uh, Seattle Seahawks threw $105 million at Geno Smith for a three year deal? Oh, really?
1: You know, first off, I actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy for Geno Smith. Been a journeyman forever. And finally found himself a
0: home, and 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 well, well deserved, well deserved. Yeah, of no, the money. I'm, I'm super happy for the guy. Uh, you know, yeah. going into last year, nobody expected anything for him. a Ten year career where he hadn't really amounted to much, and uh, given a, a chance with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, and you know, he was uh, leading the whole NFL all year in completion percentage, and was. You know, able to, uh, you know, take the Seahawks to places nobody thought he could. And he's rewarded a $105 million deal. Uh, that's so great. And uh, I actually have confidence in Seahawks doing something again. So do I. Actually, you know what? You know what? Maybe I don't know what the odds would be if,
1: if G, like, like, I think I would put a bet down in Vegas that Geno Smith will once again have a better year than Russell Wilson. I wonder I don't know what those
0: odds would be but I think I would take that bet yeah that'd be fun uh, I'm, I'm sure you could pretty much bet on anything in sports now uh, let, let's see if we can find that and uh, each place of money on it it'll be fun to watch it all year long I, I'm sure there I'm sure there's a bet out there that we could do so let's let's look for it it'll be fun yeah yeah no I, I I think that would be great because nobody nobody would have thought
1: that this past year that Geno Smith would have a better year than Russell Wilson. And he
0: absolutely did. Yeah, It wasn't even close. Yeah. Russell Wilson was definitely one of the worst and Gino had a absolutely phenomenal year, great numbers. And, uh, it was a revelation. Uh, also Derek Carr, uh, has signed with the New Orleans saints, a four year deal, 150 million, hundred million guaranteed. Um, he reunites with Coach Dennis Allen there. Allen uh, was there in in um, Oakland when they originally drafted um, Derek Carr, so that was that's great for Carr, and he lands somewhere. Um, yeah, New Orleans has some things to figure out on offense, but uh, might be a really good move for both both parties. I I think so. I
1: think so. I when when I first heard about, about that the signing and stuff i was like yeah that that, that that i think that could work and especially with he's got a number one receiver now in Ola olevi Ole, Ole, and i even say his name right but yeah. uh the spectacular rookie from last year and stuff so i i think that's a good signing for the saints i, I think that's a good starting point for them they got a lot of other things they got to work out but i
0: think that's a good starting point yeah well they still got alvin Kamara, who's uh, you know very solid michael thomas not sure he's been injury prone the last couple years to we'll see what, what happens with him. But, um, yeah, uh, hopefully, um, yeah, it, it's, I think it's good. Um, they've been deciding between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Winston's been, uh, you know, pretty injury prone the last couple seasons. Uh, looks like he's probably going to get cut there. Uh, they're on the hook for a 12 million, $12.8 million salary for him. Uh, so I think he's probably going to get cut and released. And, uh, Andy Dalton, who started 14 games last year, will be the backup there, who's very capable backup and, and uh, will be good. So um, I guess the other NFL news I might as well mention while we're talking about NFL, Calvin Ridley um, getting off his suspension for gambling uh, has been allowed to be reinstated by the NFL and uh, missed about a year, a little more than a year. Um, do you remember when we talked about it, 1,500? Uh, Uh, dollars in bets cost him $10 million in salary and uh, a year off as well. So uh, hopefully he's learned his lesson and can come in and contribute.
1: Yeah. I don't think he'll be betting on any sports (laughs) for the near future as, as long as he's still playing football. Yeah. I think he learned his lesson. I think he learned the fact that placing like a 1500 bet is not worth $10 million. That's First off, that's bad math, right? Yeah. Very, <laughs> and secondly,
0: it was very detrimental to his career. So I, I, I don't, I, I think he's learned his lesson. Yeah, that's yeah. hope. Yeah. Um, it's franchise tag day tomorrow. Uh, last day that teams can do that. Um, mm-hmm. we'll see what teams decide who they place the franchise tag on. Uh, Cowboys have said that they will place the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Uh, he's going to make ten million this year. They're still trying to negotiate a long-term contract and extension for him, Um, pay him probably a lot more than that, but they wanted to make sure he wasn't going to be going anywhere. Uh, Looks like Ezekiel Elliott will be released. Uh, They'll be able to save quite a bit of money on their salary cap with him. There'll be a lot of dead money, but it does uh, open up and free up some money, and I think Zeke's going to have to go somewhere else. First off, that makes
1: sense. Uh, you're getting diminishing returns from Zeke anyways. And uh, Tony Pollard is your back of the future. So, yeah, that, that that's just smart business on the Cowboys' part.
0: Yeah. And uh, the other big news today was that uh, Kansas City has decided uh, they will release their defensive end, Pro Bowler Frank Clark. Um, pretty big loss there. Uh, he has been super solid. But um, numbers game, money-wise, uh team that has – won the Super Bowl and, you know, has had a lot of success, keeps losing depth and, and pro bowlers and top guys, uh, be a very, very hard guy to replace. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that's going to be, I don't think he's actually
1: going to be able to be replaced. You're not going to get that production anymore. Uh, but oh, that's, that's what happens when you win. Sometimes it's, it's just not enough money in the pot and then that guy does deserve to get paid he's definitely going to get paid by somebody
0: um switching to basketball briefly um the raptors are up uh, 97-91 over the denver nuggets the uh, west leading denver nuggets um the raptors are playing great tonight uh very solid game uh, i've been very impressed with them the way they're handling denver who's just you know one of the juggernauts this here
1: yeah, Denver has been an absolute juggernaut. They've been a leader of the West for quite some time now. And uh, I, I still can't believe this, but it, it looks like the MVP of this year, I I, I think it's going to jo- Jokic. It's going to the Joker, man. And and if it does go to the Joker, that's his third MVP in a row. And that is, that is very rarefied air to get to that point.
0: Hasn't happened since the mid '80s with uh, with Larry Bird, and uh, yeah, that's incredible. All the amazing players that you know have won MVPs, and uh, yeah, this would be incredible for him. Uh, he just got his hundredth triple double, uh, second fastest ever to reach that mark, and um, he looks like he's averaging uh, a triple double for the season. Only third player in NBA history to be able to do that, with the big old Oscar Robertson and. The Westbrook, the Russell Westbrook, um, yeah, uh, you know, just incredible numbers, incredible leader. Uh, Denver, you know, like we said last week, has to go far in the playoffs to, you know, really justify this. But um, yeah, over the last three seasons, by far and away, he's been the best player. Yeah, he's he's
1: been utterly fantastic. Like his 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 passing wizardry is just something to behold. It really yeah. is. And just the fact that. Obviously, the, the offense is centered around him as it should be <laughs> because he's, like, literally that good. And also, too, now that he has his running mates back, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is back from his significant injury from last year. It's back. Looks like it's good to go. And then uh, Jamal Murray is playing up to his standards again. So, yeah. yeah. The uh, great. I, I,
0: I like this team, you know, throughout. Um, also, Aaron Gordon's playing, you know, fantastic, uh, really contributing. Um, I love Brown. Uh, Reggie Jackson was a big pickup. I think Thomas Bryant, uh, you know, will get some time. Um, you know, soon after uh, picking him up in a trade, uh, I think uh, he'll be contributing quite well soon. Um, but Raptors tonight, um, spreading the ball around, spreading the scoring around. There's six players in double figure scoring. Leading the way is Freddie Van Vliet with 19 points, 12 assists. Uh, but they got Trent has 13. OG and Purdle have 12, Siakam has 15 and Scotty Barnes has 10 so um really really spreading it out well and and um yeah given Denver all sorts of trouble i didn't think this game would be very close. Yeah, and that that's the thing with the Raptors though. They they have an insane
1: amount of length when when they when they're on the defensive end and that that that's that's hard for teams to deal with especially when the Raptors are on. And the fact that you have multiple guys that can attack you at all times when, in the scoring aspect. So when the Raptors are really on, they're a very hard team to deal with. Um,
0: they're they're holding Jokic in Check pretty good tonight. He's only got eleven points. He has a uh, nine rebounds and five assists. So um, yeah, pretty impressive performance. Uh, he they might actually uh, not allow him to get a triple double. Uh, Leading the way scoring for Denver, uh, Murray has eighteen. Michael Porter has sixteen, and Gordon and Jokic both have eleven. Reggie Jackson both ten. So, but anyway, um, yeah, good to see. Uh, Raptors um, are trying to reach uh, five hundred if they if they can win this one. Uh, first time they've been at five hundred since thirteen and thirteen early in the season. So it's been a struggle trying to get back to that five hundred mark all year. Uh, they are sitting uh, a little bit comfortably in uh, ninth place in the in the conference um, ready for that play-in game, but there's still opportunity for them to rise up a little bit and try to get into a bit better play-in position or even farther up. So uh, we'll see, but um, great games on the weekend, man. I was uh, pretty blown away. I can't wait to talk about the double overtime game between the Knicks and the Celtics. I can't wait to talk about the Kyrie KD game that uh, happened first time those guys faced each other in actually four years to the day um, or game where they played against each other. So that was good to watch. Um, uh, Sixers played fantastic, had a big, big win tonight and fantastic on the weekend. Um, Milwaukee's still playing well. They did have their 16-game uh, win streak snapped, but uh, they got another win this weekend after that. So uh, let's we'll talk about basketball after the USC talk. Um, we should get into talking about UFC 285 because it was massive. It was one of the most talked about UFCs. Uh, it was the most crowded bar I've seen. Uh, it just seemed to trickle down even into non-really big MMA fans. When John Jones is there, Valentina Shevchenko bringing in the female quotient, uh, it just seemed to really um, get a lot of notoriety and hype around it. And it and, and kind of lived up to the billing. Uh, it, it was
1: a great ufc it was it was a fantastic ufc um all the fights i thought were were really high level and and uh shocking the co-main event and the main event the results as far as i'm concerned were shocking
0: to me i wasn't thinking that we would hear and new twice uh you know i knew we were going to hear it once but yeah. uh, and new twice yeah. um i I really wasn't sure about John Jones and what we were going to see. Three-year layoff really, um, you know, has a hard time training, has a hard time uh, delivering, you know, when you just don't know, you know, if he's been doing it. When you saw them standing next to each other at the face-off, you thought, huh, Jones doesn't look very good. He's not cut. He doesn't, like, his body's not in amazing shape like I th- kind of thought it was because, you know, he's he's been talking about going up to heavyweight for a long time. I thought he would put on 20 pounds of muscle and just be, you know, 20 pounds bigger with muscle. But, no, he just decided to eat a lot, throw on some weight, and kick the crap out of Ghana which really, really shocked, I think, everyone. I didn't think we would just see such a one-sided absolute blow up.
1: Yeah, but – and the thing is he called it. He yeah. actually said, This is a complete mismatch. Like, I don't even know why you're bothered holding this fight. And you're just like, What are you talking about? You haven't fought in three years. You look wow. like you look, you look like you grew it your dad bought early. Like, what what is happening right now? Like, I I am looking at him and I'm like, okay, it's because like they did a comparative between him at light heavyweight where he was lean and muscular, and then like him just like, look like he's overweight so I, I I'm like looking at it going so did he put on muscle or just just put on weight like that, oh. thats what it looked like to me like he just put on weight all yeah, right so, so now 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 Big John Jones gets into gets into the octagon with this this specimen this athlete that Cyril Ghana and I'm like ah, that it doesn't look very good but sure let's let's see what happens and then he manhandles it I, like it's they, they get like he was like playing with his little brother, just throwing him around in the playground, like he was like nothing. And I'm like, I don't. What am I? What like what is happening? Like my brain again, kind of broke because it just didn't make sense what was happening. And then within two minutes, the fight is over. The fight is over, and I'm like, uh, I, I guess he still got it. He's,
0: he's good. Yeah, he's good. I feel when, you know, main events end early like that is a little bit anticlimactic. You're just like, oh, damn, I really, you know, hoped it was going to be, you know, back and forth, knock down, drag him out, brawl, and we'd see, you know, a long, long fight that was, you know, epic. But this one really just actually ended up being pretty cool because you're like, holy crap, this guy is that good, you know? there's There's been talk because he's been off for three years, oh, greatest of all time. Maybe that's Khabib. Maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's that guy. You know. Maybe it's others that, uh, you know, maybe John Jones had his prime, had his time, but blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, he just went in, like you say, uh, manhandled him. Uh, in the post-fight press conference, I loved it where he was like, uh, yeah, the guy looks like a bodybuilder I'm facing. This isn't a bodybuilding competition. This is a martial arts competition. And I knew that he couldn't hang with me, and we were going. I'm going to beat him up. Uh, I saw some really cool things that got released uh, over the last couple of days as well. Um, Triple C has been training with Jones, and Triple C actually uh, called this. Uh, they they have video of him saying, "This is exactly how you're going to beat him. You're going to get him up against the cage. Going to do this front choke. Going to take him out. And you got to see it. It's amazing. He he absolutely. Showed him exactly what to do. Called it. And it was actually, you know, perfectly uh, initiated by Jones and got the win. Uh, it was pretty wild. I, I was blown away. Now, now you you talk about Henry Cejudo, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: So I saw that Instagram and I was just like, Hey, what's this? And then I'm looking at it and go, and then he's just basically detailing, you're just going to stack them up against the fence and you're just going to choke them out and it's going to be really easy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's kind of cool. but I know that's going to happen. And then he did it. Just, this is exactly how I, – I, I was shocked. I was shocked because I'm like, I know Henry Cejudo's been really good. I know that. But we're talking about the GOAT here. So I'm like, I don't know if Henry Cejudo needs to tell the GOAT anything. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know if he needs to tell that dude anything. But then John Jones goes,
0: well, you know what, that might – that might work. I'll give it a shot, it a and then it worked. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Henry Cejudo said that John Jones, uh, to to him, he was the best at taking suggestions, taking training notes, and going away and coming back and just exactly demonstrating it. And he did in this case. It, it's uh, something that you got to see online. It was it was crazy because it was posted. You know, before the, the fight happened, and you know, it, he did it to perfectly to a T. Um, so so where do we go from here? Uh Stepe Miocic, I think's next, called Hi. him out. Miocic was cage side. Dana said, Yeah, it makes sense. Um, is that even gonna be a match that we you know that we think, wow, uh this is close. This is something that I really excited about. Stipe's getting pretty old. I don't know if he has. Uh, does he have the weapons to take out Jones the way Jones just looked on Saturday? No, like <laughs> I like from what I just saw, I'm like, oh,
1: I don't, I don't think so, man. Like I don't, I don't think anybody does. Like I, I honestly don't. Like he came back after three years and absolutely dusted the number one guy, like he was nothing. All right, so. And I don't see any other heavyweight doing that to Cyril Gunn.
0: Nobody else is doing that to him. No. Right? So no, even, even Nganu didn't do that to Gone, you know. He well, uh, God, he beat him, but he didn't he didn't manhandle him like that. No, he didn't he didn't do that. So I, I'm gonna say, okay, so
1: if John Jones is apparently training, <laughs> he's, just, he's all he's doing is just training now, right? And and he's gonna go against Stipe and he's actually motivated. This is, it's, not, it's not looking good for Stipe. I'm sorry man it just that dude is that dude is a monster and he's scary and he just showed you once again why he's 50 and0 in title fights that's what he
0: demonstrated yeah that's one thing that blows me away and that that's why he is the goat because he had 15 title fights 15 of them uh you know most of the other guys in the goat conversation, nowhere close to that and you know he just was able to become the eighth person on the planet to hold two ufc belts in two different divisions um he just came in and, and looked that amazing um is there anybody is there anybody in the ufc heavyweight division that can really do anything i don't i don't see anybody right now when i when i look down the the rankings when i look at the roster i i, I just don't see anybody that's able to take him out I don't know. I don't.
1: Oh, oh, well, there was that one dude that was the champion, but I guess as Dana in his old words said, he'll never fight in the UFC ever again. Ever. <laughs> Do so you I'm believe like, him? Do you believe him? Well, he is petty. So kind of. <laughs> right. But you know what though? If if Jones just keeps smashing everybody he might be forced into a corner and be like, ah, oh, well, he's, there's nobody else for him to fight anymore. <laughs> like, it's like, what What if What if Jones just kind of goes through and just all of a sudden, within this calendar year, maybe fights three, maybe even four times. He said he wants to fight a lot, so maybe he does that. And then what if he just, he continues to keep smashing people and he does, like, five straight, and it's just super easy for him? But, well, well, yeah, you, It. I would say
0: you would have to consider it you would have to consider it so back in there yeah um do you think jones keeps himself out of trouble i i actually think yeah. he's matured um he he seemed like it post post fight and after comments he made uh he has messed up so many times he's been like off a high off a great win and then boom another big problem uh he has just caused himself so much grief and so many troubles. I, I wouldn't trust him, but um, do you think he's going to be able to keep himself out of trouble? Uh, yeah.
1: You know what? Give him 6% that he keeps himself out of trouble. Uh, no, what? No. 65% that he keeps himself out of trouble. Uh, but there's still that, that looming 35% which he just go off the rails and just do something real ridiculous and dumb. But at least the good thing is, after that huge win, after all that vindication, nothing happened. Didn't hear anything about him. Like It, it sounded like maybe he just went home and went to bed.
0: So that was cool. Yeah. Great. Hopefully, awesome. yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah. It just seemed like that three years away, he got mature. He spent time with his fiance, his kids. He, you know, really started realizing that, you know, he could – keep himself out of trouble and, uh, you know, life will be better. And uh, Let's hope. Um, yeah, 65, uh, that's pushing it in my opinion, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, why don't we uh, talk about the co-main event? Um, Valentina Shevchenko, absolute beast, probably the second greatest women's fighter of all time, um, really has dominated eight Eight times she has defended her women's flyweight belt. Uh, really didn't see, you know, many competitors even close to her. Uh, I said Tyler Santos, you know, really gave her a run for her money. And could Grasso do it? I I sort of doubted it. You doubted it. But Grasso didn't. And uh, her uh, submission victory was a shock to many people. Uh, I couldn't believe we heard Anne knew and we saw a new Mexican champion. Uh, she grabbed onto Shevchenko's back, one of the fastest I've ever seen anybody take somebody's back, able to sink in a choke. And it took a long time to secure it and, and get the tap, but man, uh, the place blew up where I was. I think probably all around the world. Holy cow! You see Joe Rogan and DC, like, whoa, did that just happen? And yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty big, shocking moment. She. She only had
1: like like a split second of an opportunity to do what she did, yeah, and she took it like it was. As Joe Rogan and the guys said, it was one of the fastest back takes to transition into a rear naked choke I've ever seen in my freaking life. It literally took half a second. I'm sure it, if it was if I was Shevchenko, I'd be like, "What just happened?" Like she all of a sudden is on my back and the choke is in like immediately. Like yeah. It, it was as if and that was her one opportunity to win that fight. Like, that was her chance, and she capitalized on it. She absolutely nailed it, and I I I will admit first, I didn't think she had a chance until I saw the beginning of the fight, and I'm like,
0: man, Grasso looks actually really good. She looked and great in the first round. Great. Yeah, I thought she took the first round and, uh, you know, looked, uh, looked like uh, – she was gonna be a hell of a match for Shevchenko. I thought Chevchenko got started getting better second and third round, probably took those two rounds. Yeah. Um you know, if if that fight lasts through the fourth round before that back take, you know, um, I thought Chevchenko was winning that round as well. But um, that's all you need. That's the amazing thing about MMA. We've seen it a lot recently. There's been a lot of people losing their belts in the last years to or so. Um, you know, look at Alex Pereira, he he takes the belt. We we saw. Uh, I'm trying to think of um, on, the guy that beat uh, Adesanya. How, why isn't it his name? Um, uh, Pereira. No, uh, Pereira won there. But um, tomorrow, yeah, U- Usman gets Ustman. knocked out. You know, just uh, bam. Uh, you know, we've just seen a lot of champions. Just one mistake one yep. thing and bam all of a sudden that that challenger uh you know throws up the great kick throws an amazing shot and changes the whole thing and and uh, and, and there's they're new uh, they've they've changed their life and it's it's been happening um a lot lately where some very dominant champions are getting beat
1: yeah and
0: it's almost
1: like I guess it was it was bound to happen like a changing of the guard. Like, like with Nunes losing and regaining her belt, then Shevchenko doing it, and then Kamaru Usman being so dominant, and then losing. Yeah, the- losing to Leon Edwards, Rocky
0: Edwards, that's who I was trying to think of, and name wasn't hitting me, but yeah, like, just uh, incredible how uh, MMA is, you know, nobody's really unbeatable, you just can't yeah. say it. We've just talked about Jones being that way po- possibly, probably, but Um, it's just been incredible how many long-term dominant champions have been dethroned in the last few years here. Yeah, yeah, it it is incredible. And I guess
1: we're kind of still waiting for one dude still to be dethroned. Hasn't happened yet, which is Johnny Bones Jones, but like other than him, everybody else, yeah, eventually gets dethroned
0: uh so where does gane go from here what 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 does he do um is it, you know he was embarrassed you know it's got to be uh soul crushing uh confidence <laughs> absolute confidence crushing um to get beat that bad um what is what does he do where what where, where, where do they place him so that you know he can sort of get that back well he's he's still in the top 3 top 4 all right like that that's uh, that i think that's
1: still without question in my mind and maybe he does what i saw off instagram where Nor uh, habib Norma gamedov said come to dagestan learn some wrestling yeah and then we'll we'll, we'll get you fixed up yeah i'm i'm, I'm going to be honest if he's going to he's going to be the best at that go where the best is go there train sure. I, I i
0: would i would if i was him I would take him up on it. Yeah. Take him up on it. Sure. Yeah. Because that's his Achilles heel. You know, we saw it with against Engano and we saw it here. Um, you know, he's still young in his career. That's only, you know, eleven and two. You know, he I don't think he got into MMA very long ago. You know, he just sort of rose up the ranks, just looked like an incredible beast, and got an opportunity. But um, you know, John Jones had so much more experience, and you oh, know, yeah, just was able to show it. But yeah, why not go to the best place and and learn the thing that you're weak at, and uh, turn it into a strength, and come back and dominate. Yeah, because like even Habib was like,
1: eh, "It's gonna, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna take a couple of years of hard work." But because like Gagne is already, he's, he's got the striking down. He don't need to work on that. He just needs to work on his weakness, which is the grappling, so that that Jones can't do that to him again. Manhandle
0: him. Literally
1: manhandle him. So.
0: so we've got uh, a few champions now. Uh, Mexican born, this is pretty incredible. Um, I think uh, they'll be able to sell out a huge stadium and uh, yeah, really, really, really uh, boost uh, up MMA in Mexico. Uh, boxing has always been the biggest combat sport there by far, but now you've got two champions with belts, one with an interim belt. Um they they're putting a UFC Performance Institute there. Uh I think this is just uh the really start of uh you uh mixed martial arts in UFC in Mexico just going really really far. Yeah. I, and I I foresee and I think this is this is a no-brainer
1: for me. Now that Grasso's the the champion, got Moreno and Grasso Double champions in Mexico, make it happen.
0: Yeah. And Yair uh, is holding the interim belt. So, you right. Know. And Yair. And I forgot and Yair. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, man. Yeah. I think they could just blow it up. They could, they could probably fill a soccer stadium there, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. it would be, yeah. It would be incredible. Um, yeah. Just to really uh, blow it up in Mexico and make it, uh, make it one of those sports that's, uh, you know, rivaling boxing and and uh take it farther and then with the performance institute i think you know four or five years from now boom we're just going to see a huge influx of mexican fighters that uh you know really start challenging um the tops yeah for sure and like you just said like they could fill up that stadium and i know that you
1: see they love money they love it so this is this just makes a lot of sense that they would do something of that magnitude in Mexico now. And especially now that uh, these Mexican fighters have put themselves on the map, put Mexico on the map by winning these belts.
0: Yeah, they had another sellout there. That was uh, $19,471, uh, $12.15 million gate. That's the third highest ever. And, um, yeah, they were able to give out 50 k to Grasso, Jones, and... The fight that we're going to talk about next, Rachmanov and Neil, Jeff Neal, Shavkat Rachmanov, Fight of the night. You called it. You said to me this is going to be the fight of the night, and you were right. Uh, These guys went to battle. It was a heck of an amazing fight. Um, Shavkat really used a a very heavy body uh, striking approach and broke down Jeff Neal. And then he used the choke that uh, we see uh, all over the world, where do we see it, Jason? Where do we normally see this choke? We, I like to call this bouncer choke. Like, like if you've been rowdy, you you
1: you you you're feeling yourself a little too much, but you're acting the fool. Bouncer will come right behind you, just choke you out, just like Rahmanov did to Neil. Yeah. Here, the, the the subtle difference though is that those two are professional fighters, and you get choked out by a bouncer. You are not a professional fighter. You're just you're immediately going to go to sleep. Right, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would be the subtle difference. But I, I will say this: what a heck of a fight! Uh, I, I, I'm gonna give it to rockmano because his diversity of strikes were, I think, what made the difference in the fight with his knees and the fact that he continually went to the body. Where Neil is a boxing heavy fighter, I think that's a detriment to him now. Going forward, you gotta, you gotta utilize all your weapons. You gotta right. utilize all your weapons, man. If you, sure. if you want to be at the best of the best, you have to utilize all your weapons. You can't just be. You can't just use your fists. You gotta use your knees. You gotta use your legs, and that's what Rukman did. And also too, he 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 put in he put in work to the body of Neil, which paid dividends later on in the fight. So that worked. That that strategy worked.
0: Yeah, it was uh, incredible strategy and a, a really good submission. And um, yeah, yeah, seventeen and zero now. Uh, you know, sky's the limit for this guy. He was ninth ranked going in. Uh, fifth, uh, Jeff Neal was fifth ranked, so he's in top five in the world now. He called out Colby Covington, which was kind of a strange call out. Um, do you think the USC makes that happen? Possibly. Colby Covington actually has.
1: There's a lot of fights for that dude, like right now. So everybody I, I don't, everybody wants him. Everybody wants a piece of Kobe Covington. Uh, oddly enough, he doesn't have any fights coming up. So I, I don't know what's going on there. But uh hopefully something comes comes about because there is a plethora of great fights for him right now. There there, there is so many. And I I really like Rachmanov because he showed some things in this fight. He showed that. Even if he, he's up against a very tough opponent, game opponent, Jeff Neal, that can hurt him, he can still come back. Like, he, he's not going away. You have to completely take this guy out for him to be out of the fight.
0: And he's got a chin. He's got one heck of a chin. So Yeah, he sure does, yeah. And and nobody's ever finished Neal. That was the first time anybody had ever finished Neal. So, oh, yeah. uh, good on him. 17-0, uh, and 0, and, um, yeah, sky's the limit. Uh, check in on the basketball game Denver has squeaked ahead 114 113 49.7 seconds left and uh let's see they're tipping off who gets the ball um yeah down to the nitty-gritty uh Toronto's trying to hold off Denver but oh Denver's got the ball and uh yeah we'll, we'll give you an update once it's done but um okay the uh the fight between Matheus Gamrot and Jalen Turner I actually picked Turner. There was a, I believe, a seven-inch reach advantage for Turner. Uh, he's just so long that I thought he would be able to keep that distance with his legs and his punches, and Gamrot, uh, you know, just wouldn't be able to get inside. Uh, this was another heck of a battle. I was very impressed with, and Gamrot ended up getting a decision win.
1: It was super close. Uh, I was impressed with Turner. I was impressed with how he how he really utilized his length to his advantage and stuff, and how he was continually getting up from the takedowns of Gamrot. But here's the thing. Gamrot didn't deviate from his strategy or his plan, which was to keep doing it. Regardless if the man keeps getting up, I will keep continually attacking with my grappling, And that's what he did, and that's ultimately what won him the fight, uh, is the fact that he was not deterred, didn't care he
0: just kept coming at him that was, uh, it was impressive and uh yeah he didn't deviate from the plan got the win super close fight but um, gamrock gets his hand raised um the the first fight on the main card was a middleweight battle between bo nickel and jamie pickett um bo nickel has been receiving huge amounts of press because of his performances Uh, on the Dana White Contender Series, had to fight a couple times, get a couple wins there because he hasn't got much fights under his belt before he joined the Contender Series. Um, He had a a very, very, very decorated wrestling career and decided um, he was going to become a pro MMA fighter. And um, this was a super great performance from a guy making his UFC debut.
1: Oh, yeah. It was... uh
0: especially to the fanfare that he was coming
1: out to. Like, like it was it's, it's a big deal. Like, your your first UFC fight is on a pay-per-view and you're on the main car on top of everything else. So, a lot of pressure, obviously, but the fact that he came out and just literally pitched this, like, a shutout. Like, it was... Pickett didn't really stand a chance. He, he really didn't. Like, he, he took him out quickly and showed that his wrestling is top-notch like like upper level grappling that he actually has that he's brought to the UFC. So uh impressive win gets the arm triangle
0: victory and yeah I expect big things from Bo Nickel going forward. Yeah he looked so good on the ground and just uh wow it was amazing. I, I thought he would have a lot of trouble with Pickett and um yeah just to take him out uh in that fashion in in the first round um very good and i'm sure we'll see him soon he he said he wants to fight a ton he wants to fight you know every few months so uh, i'm sure the usc will grant him that and um he's been getting a lot of media attention uh usc loves that bringing in a new guy um yeah i think it'll be a no-brainer for uh for dana and uh, everybody involved so um Cody Garbrandt uh, was supposed to be on the main card against uh, Julio Arce. That fight was uh, unfortunately canceled, but Cody was able to get a, a replacement fighter, Trevin Jones, and um, loved seeing Cody back. I, I I loved his footwork. I loved his confidence. He just uh, really outclassed Trevin Jones and um, really seemed to uh, reignite the old Cody Garbrandt we saw when he was the champion, when he was fighting in his prime, and uh, good to see, good to see a guy like that um, make a comeback. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was fantastic to see, and his speed, his footwork, um, the counters, uh, and, and just his striking accuracy was that—that that was his. That's him at championship level. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like, I didn't appreciate. And also the fact that he kind of let Jones back into the fight in the third round, he completely let his foot off the gas. Let
0: off the gas, yeah, right, yeah.
1: And that 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 wasn't, I don't think that's something that he should be doing anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's a detriment to him. I think that's, it, it, it gives the other fighter confidence where he clearly didn't have any. Yeah. So, you know what, I, I think it's always better for any fighter to keep fighting the way that you're fighting throughout the entirety of the fight. Cause that's what has been winning you the
0: fight. So why deep? Game? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're right about that. Uh, looks like Denver has taken the victory. Raptors were close. Uh, I don't have official final score for you in front of me, but, uh, I think it was 118, 113 or something like that. So, um, yeah, unfortunately Raptors gave them a great run for their money, but, Denver's far and away the best team in the West and uh, has really demonstrated an incredible ability to win close games like that. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, okay, the fight between uh, Drikas Duplessis and Derek Brunson. Uh, Brunson had a great first round. Really thought uh, he came out well. Uh, caught a kick, took, a, took him down, got the takedown, was um, controlling him from side control. Uh, really was able to get a lot of pressure on him. Um, I, I, I like Brunson in that first round. Uh, Dreykus came out in that second round and, um, at one point hurt Brunson and then just started putting it on him. Um, I heard from some people that said, What the hell? Like that fight should have been stopped way before. I don't agree. I, I think Brunson was still fine. And in it, I was actually really shocked when his corner threw in the towel with one second left in the round. Um, Herb Dean jumped in and he wasn't planning on stopping. It was just the end of the round and they were going to get up and fight again. Um, I was really very, very strangely surprised because it doesn't happen in MMA much anymore. Uh, we see it in boxing, but we don't see uh, corners throw their towel in. And I didn't think it was even warranted. I think He was taking a few shots. He took that the last shot he took, it was like he thought the round was already over and just sort of took took him off. But what 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 was your opinion of it? Well, okay,
1: this is my opinion. A little bit different from yours, which is clearly his quarterman, like you know, they care about the fighter. That's why they threw the towel. (laughs) And and also too, I'm sorry, man. I, I know that
0: Brunson relaxed. Right? Right at the end. It was like yeah. I don't know why he did. I, I don't know why he relaxed like that. That was kind of weird, but but that left that he took, I thought devastated him. I thought I'm like that.
1: It was a huge haymaker left that completely ate. And I don't know if you saw what happened after the, they threw in the towel to fight so right. But when he was trying to make his way to his stool, yeah, daddy. Yeah, that was actually pretty astute of them to throw in the. T- he was done, done. Oh, really? The, eh? Yeah. The, no, I didn't. I don't think I saw that. I, I didn't. I, think I, saw I, that. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, no, that that actually was smart." Because Duplessis was beginning, as you saw, like I I can't remember what strike hit him. I think it was a right, whatever, a combo. He was beginning to piece him up, and, and like, yeah. and it was he just kept getting hit over and over, and he was staggering a little bit there. He looked like he was still in it, but at the same time, you can look like you're still in it and just have your bell rung and not know what what planet you're on, right? And I thought that's probably where his quartermen that know him best were like, oh, no, he's kind of getting rocked here, like, a lot. It looks fine to us, but to them,
0: they're going, they see something completely different. Yeah, they, they might have. Really yeah, I, I I watched it again today, and I I actually still you know hold the same opinion. I didn't think it was too lengthy of a time where he was rocked and he was in serious trouble. That last shot was, yeah, that was bad. But I think he would have, uh, you know, my opinion. I think he would have recovered. Um, uh, you know, I think it would have been one one round apiece and uh, go on, on for third round. But uh, I I wasn't in there. Uh, Stefan texted me and said, Um, I think this guy has slept with Herb Dean's girlfriend, Derek Brunson, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, What? And I was like, Oh, okay, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Herb Dean let him get some serious punishment, but <laughs> but. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I watched it again today. I, I, I really implore you to watch it and see if you got the same opinion after watching it the second time because, you know, it wasn't a sustained five minutes of getting beat up. It was, no. like you know, maybe 30 seconds to a minute at the end of the round, and uh, I thought he was still fine. But, anyway, it's, it's a loss. Um, Derek Brunson said that's it. He's retired. Um, I don't know if that's... Gonna be it for sure. He's 39 years old, to a 10-year veteran, UFC. Uh, I think it was his 21st appearance or something like that. Um, yeah, great career. Done a lot, always been in that top five for years, a long, long time. Had yeah. a ton of battles. Uh, great career, but uh, I'd be sad if if he um called it, if he's definitely called it a career and never coming back. You never know. Uh, you know, right after a lot of guys are feeling bad they you know they they make snap judgments and and retire but um yeah what what do you think is that it is that the last time we see Derek Brunson in the octagon I kind of have a feeling yeah
1: I I, I, like I I honestly do because first off I think Derek Brunson is a very smart guy smart individual and then also too how many fighters actually start continue to keep fighting into their 40s not many and there's a good reason why. Diminishing returns, head injuries, accumulation of damage. All of those things begin to add up exponentially once you get into your 40s. So I think Derek Brunson was probably, I think maybe the plan always was for him too. 3940, that's it. Like that that's it. Like that that's probably all my body can handle. And then also too, thinking of that, in that respect, maybe that's another reason why the corner threw in the towel, knowing that this was it, and then may, he may have even told his corner, "If it looks like I'm taking way too much damage, it's okay. I give you the right to throw in the towel, All right?" So,
0: we'll see, um, that could have been the case. They 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 might have already had a conversation that this was it, and you know, no need to send the guy into retirement uh with a bad 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 concussion, and you yeah. know, uh getting taken off on a stretcher or something would be bad. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to see uh, what happens now with with um, Dricus. Uh, you know, he's he's been uh, really on a great trajectory and 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 just yeah, dominating. I, I I'm interested in seeing him fight. I I started looking at some of the possibilities. Not sure who he's going to get. I think um, Pereira and Adesanya are going to have a rematch. Uh, Vittori. And Delitze are uh, going to fight in a couple weeks. weeks. Uh, that's number four against number eight. Um, not sure where Drake is, uh, you know, places. But, um, yeah, I I think uh, I look forward to definitely seeing him fight one of the top guys. Um, you know, he'll probably have a top five, type, top six guy next. Yeah,
1: I would imagine so because Brunson was five and he was ten. I don't know if that means he's just going to take number five. Maybe he takes the sixth position or whatever. But he'll... Be very close to top five, not in the top five, right? So, I would I would have to say that Duplessis definitely his next fight, top four or five guy for sure, and without a question, no question. And that's seven in a row for him. That's that's impressive.
0: Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard division, and uh, very, very, very impressive. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, all female Brazilian battle. Viviana Arujo against Amanda Hibas uh flyweight fight uh went to a decision um great back and forth battle between these two girls um Hibas ends up winning um funny cards um but uh in the end dominating um all three rounds it looked like she won according to the judges um what what do you think of that one well, I thought that Rebus finally
1: was able to settle down in her striking in the in the later rounds, for sure. Um, and also, too, I, I thought the difference was that Rebus was putting together combinations, whereas Rujo was trying to just hammer her with, like, strong singular strikes, though. That's just one one punch, one kick, whatever. She wasn't putting together any combinations. And Rebus was able to take advantage of uh, the grappling, which Arugio is still... Very, very, very weak at uh, that is her Achilles heel for sure. For certain. Uh second round where Rebus actually caught Rujo coming in, dropped her. And I think that right there,
0: especially in that second round, that was the beginning of the end for Rujo. Yeah, that was a 10-8 round. Uh I had scored and um basically it was three knockdowns because she hit her she went down she got up she knocked her back down she got up and knocked her back down again so it was you know i i actually scored three knockdowns in succession there 10-8 in boxing we're talking like a 10-6 or something brutal um no. but uh you know it was it was really uh a tide changer right then and there it no. just seemed no. like he uh he bus was able to get uh top control and, and really just grind her out from there um Uh, Viviana went for an arm bar and tried to, you know, get some uh, control in that third round. But uh, now he got the win. Um, She, uh, she wants to take on some top people. She called out Carla Esparza, Caitlin Chukagian, uh, called out uh, somebody in the top five. She's willing to go up or down and wait, she said, and uh, take all comers. So, We'll see. Um, pretty confident girl and, and lots of lots of skill there. So we'll see. Um, the fight that kicked off the prelim card was the power bar, Marc-Andre Berrio, uh, living up to his nickname, uh, that cardio that he can do, the pressure that he puts on. He fights Julian, the Cuban mi- Missile Crisis Marquez, who's a really tough guy, and uh, gets the very big knockout. Uh, once he smelled blood in the water, he just absolutely put on in a barrage, absolute assault, just through and through and through and through until the ref jumped in and Mark Smith stopped it after uh, probably like a hundred punches. It was, it was unreal, unreal, uh, impressive performance by Barrio. Punches, elbows, knees up against
1: the fence. And it just, he was just like, I'm just not going to stop until the ref finally stops it. So, and 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 the thing that I'm impressed with burial is like, oh, I can do this for the entire round, yeah, and I'm sure Marquez yeah. is like, is he actually gonna do this for the entire round? <laughs> yeah, it actually, is man, yeah, it actually is. It's and the thing awesome. that I was super impressed with Marquez is striking. Way it it has come up leaps and bounds from the last time I saw him in the octagon. He looked very sharp, very good, especially in that first round. But it was almost as if burial was just like. Yeah, man, it's, that's pretty impressive. You're looking pretty good there, buddy. But once it comes to the second round, I'm actually going to turn up the pressure and we'll see how you do that.
0: He didn't do well.
1: Jesus. He didn't do well. Though.
0: Yeah. No, he <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just laid a beating on him just through the punches. And, and uh, there's very few humans on the planet can just throw that many strikes in succession and not tire themselves out, gas out. He was actually, I thought, In the post-fight interview, he's just going to be like, "Uh, yeah. uh." Uh, But he was fine. He was fine. I'm amazed that he's able to just have that great of cardio. And just after throwing that many strikes. And like you say, it wasn't just punches. It was knees. It was kicks. It was (laughs) elbows. It was just constant barrage. And um, yeah, great, great, great win for a Canadian. Nice to see. Um. Yeah, he's had a little bit of an up and down career, but when you know he puts on performances like that, you think, "Wow, since, you know, sky's the limit." If he can, you know, get into a striking war with a guy, um, yeah, it's gonna be he's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, he's absolutely gonna be hard to beat, and yeah, he just
1: showed that his. for some of these guys with, that can use their cardio as a weapon, it's it's devastating. It, it is absolutely a devastating thing to see because Marquez was. Definitely in that fight until Barrio just said, yeah, I'm just going to step on the gas here and see if you could keep up. And he could not keep up. He couldn't do it.
0: He said pedal to the metal. And that was it just unleashed and a big win, big win Um, early prelims. I know you didn't see them. I I do want to mention Ian Gary um, feature fight on the early prelims, really good performance by the Irish fighter. Uh, he came in, got a KO right at the end of the fight. Um, he's been able to uh, do some very, very impressive things. Uh, he was able to uh, come in and, and beat a tough guy who's been around for a long time. Uh, there was um, th- there was some pretty good performances on that early prelims as well. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the f- weird thing was, I think it was the first nine fights all the favorites won. So um, no big upsets, no um, you know things that weren't expected to happen, but uh, I I loved a lot of those early prelims. Hopefully you get a chance to to see them and hope some of our viewers and listeners uh, try to try to find th- those fights. Uh, there was a lot of good fights on that on that early prelim schedule. Yeah, well, especially with like uh, Ian Gary, uh, he's a fantastic
1: fighter and uh, definitely on the come up in the UFC somebody to definitely keep
0: your eyes uh out for. It. Yeah, there was some uh USC debuts on the card and um, yeah, I uh, I loved it. Uh, great card all around. Uh love to see it and um yeah, that was USC 285. Lots of uh shocking moments and lots of big moments. It was fun. Uh we've got an early card coming up this Saturday. Uh we've got uh the prelims start at 12 o'clock pacific time three o'clock eastern uh three o'clock uh pacific and six o'clock eastern for the main card uh we've got a really good battle between peter Yan and murab devashvili uh man uh peter Yan looked unbeatable before he he got beat and uh now he's gotta you know make a comeback uh but this is gonna be a tough guy to make a comeback on murab is is very talented, and this should be a hell of a fight. Yeah, like I, I think
1: for Peter Yan, he's gonna. I think, I think his his goal is to just try to make maintain distance against Davishvili because I think Davishvili is just gonna try to smother him. He's just yeah. gonna try to close distance and take away his space for Peter Yan to operate. I don't think he's gonna try. He's not gonna give Jan any room to operate, and so that's yeah. what Jan's going to have to fight him off
0: and to try to maintain that distance so you can get his strikes off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree 100%. percent uh, Col has got a big Russian battle heavyweight beat, uh, tilt between Alexander Volkov and Alexander Romanov. Um, we get to see the Nikita Krylov-Ryan span fight that was supposed to be headlining last week, and uh, uh, they were luckily able to get them on this card two weeks later. Um, I'm glad that they were able to uh, run this one back. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they were able
1: to do it and do it quickly. Um, yeah. I, I thought this was going to be uh, postponed for quite some time, but I'm
0: glad they were able to get it on this card. Um, both Nermega MetOffs are on this card. Uh, that'll be fun. Those guys are incredibly super talented and uh, fun to watch. Um, they're really super skilled at what they do. Uh, we get to see a lot of great fights. Um, I I look forward to Rafael Assunção and Davy Grant, um, Carl Williams and Lucas Borzeski. Uh, those guys are both super tough, and that'll be good. Um, yeah, I mean, all the way down the card, uh, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of great great battles. Yeah, no, it's 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 a very it's a good card.
1: It's a really good card, uh, especially in the prelims, like the Davy Grant Rafael Assunção. I think that's gonna be. Great fight. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that one.
0: Yeah. And uh we are only a couple less than two weeks away from uh Leon Edwards Camaro Usman three. Uh Leon is the champ. We talked about it earlier tonight. Uh massive upset win over Camaro with a, a late head kick that knocked him out in the fifth round. Um, this one's in London. Uh, so in front of the home crowd for Rocky, uh, this one is very early. We got a 2 p.m. Uh, main card, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific for the early prelims and uh, 12 p.m. Pacific for the prelims. Uh, but 2 p.m., uh, that's going to be very early. Um, I don't know what to see. I don't know what to say. Uh, Carmelo Usman, one that was winning that fight up until he wasn't, up until he made one mistake and got knocked out. Uh, Does this change the tables now, though? He's been beat by the guy. Uh, Rocky's the champ. It's in front of his hometown crowd. Uh, Do we see an upset, really? I think Usman probably goes into this fight as the favorite. Uh, What do you think we're going to see? I think he's going into this fight as the favorite still. And
1: I think all Kamaru Usman has to do is make sure that he finishes this fight this time and not be distracted, and not take his foot off the gas. Because we've seen him do it many, many times before. And then also, too, for Leon Edwards' side, knowing that he has the ability to beat this man, find your find your other opportunity to beat him again. Like to find that that crack, that window of opportunity, or you create it yourself and beat him. And so I think I think that's what Leon Edwards is going to look for again. And I think Kamara Usman is just going to try to meticulously finish the fight and never lose focus throughout the
0: 25 minutes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, it. It seems like it's coming quick and uh, a lot quicker than I expected them to put this together. But uh, yeah, nice nice to have another card back in England. Uh, they've they've been really putting on incredible performances there and um yeah it's going to be fun uh the main should be great justin gechi Raphael fiziev um yeah the, the these two guys are you know knock them down drag them out fighters and i think we'll see a, a, a one of the one of those again i think this is going to be fight of the night i i personally believe
1: this will be fight of the night um because fiziev is so such a skilled striker and gechi hits hard and he doesn't mind getting hit. So I, I think this is going to be a knockout, drag-out war. I think it's going to be fantastic to watch.
0: Looking forward to it. Yeah, We're going to see a lot of uh, English fighters on the card. Uh, uh, also, uh, Joanne Wood is there, uh, the Scottish fighter. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Marvin Vittori, Roman De Lice, number four, number eight in the middleweight division. Uh, was this, I was sad to see that Daniel Rodriguez, Gunnar Nelson got cancelled, but... Um, there's still going to be lots of great fights. Jack Shore is fighting on the card against uh, Mister Finland, Maquan and then we've got uh, lot lots of great fighters, lots of uh, English fighters on the early prelims. Malcolm Gordon's there. We got Jai Herbert. Uh, yeah, it's um, shaping up to be a hell of a amazing UFC two eighty six. Yeah, it's it's
1: going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, and it, it I, I'm looking forward to it. Gonna be it's gonna be a great uh pay-per-view event.
0: I'm pumped. Um Dana White said crazy, crazy, crazy things happened on the um contender series or on, I mean sorry on tough this weekend. Uh I think he said that uh, finally uh, Michael Chandler and and um Conor McGregor really hate each other. They uh never did up until this weekend, it seems like, and I think. Uh, he said something like, I, in my early days, would have got in there a little bit quicker, and I didn't. And so I think they uh, have exchanged punches, had some, had a bit of a brawl go on uh, with each other, and uh, really spicing up their uh, their season and uh, their eventual matchup coming up in the next couple months. Well, it, you know, they got to sell the fight, so that makes sense. It makes sense that they push each other,
1: and punch each other a little bit feel each other's power before they actually step into the octagon with
0: one another. So uh, that makes sense. It's good. It's good. Good TV. I mentioned uh, Henry Cejudo earlier about uh, helping train Jon Jones for his fight. Uh, supposedly Cejudo and Al Jermaine got into a huge brawl in the backstage uh, after the fight. Uh I heard uh, it's got pretty crazy back there. Did you hear any of those details? No, I... I- I did not hear any of this stuff. All right. So I I guess they wanted to spice up their matchup. Okay, that's cool. So how bad did it get? Yeah, I think it got really bad. I think they were uh yeah, full on brawling and uh yeah, they, they had to be separated. Uh it sounds like uh yeah, there was a lot of words exchanged and then it got physical. So it's kinda kinda crazy. Oh, that's good. That's good. And you know what? Animosity is great, it's great.
1: Because you know what, it sells, and then all of a sudden you make more money uh, pay-per-view, and then and, and everybody makes more money. Especially if you're like just on the card, you know, just a regular fighter. And you're like, oh, so those guys are really trying to sell the pay-per-view. That's good. That's
0: good. Fight more then. Fight more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the uh USC and MMA uh talk done. Uh why don't we just finish off with a little bit of basketball? Um I do want to mention this game I watched yesterday, New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics. Uh, New York came in on an eight-game winning streak, uh, but they came up against Boston, who's second in the Eastern Conference, having an absolutely phenomenal year. Jason Tatum getting MVP talk. Him and Jalen Brown just having an absolute uh, incredible last couple seasons. Um, And the Knicks ended up saying that Unfortunately, Jalen Brunson couldn't play, and I thought, oh, nah, I, I think the Knicks eight-game losing streak is over with, and Boston's going to take it, and New York said, no, nope, we're going to put Emmanuel quickly in, and we're going to beat you guys in double overtime, 131-129, quickly, 38 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, unbelievable performance, career high, and uh looked like he was having the time of his life. It was an awesome game to watch, awesome performance, and uh yeah, shocked the world. They have the longest winning streak in the NBA currently and knocked off the mighty Celtics.
1: And I think they have one of the best records since December third, if, if I remember correctly, 29 and 14. Yeah. And and, and they they awesome. they've been playing fantastic basketball. Um that is awesome that quickly has done that because like he can be a streaky streaky player, but going forward into the playoffs, you now have a guy that you can definitely trust behind Jalen Brunson to run yeah. your offense. Yeah, that's the most important thing of what the Knicks have found with uh, with Emmanuel Quick, which is if if we don't have Brunson, you know what
0: we're still going to be all right. We're still going to be good. That was a big statement for him and for yeah. Everyone uh, associated with the Knicks to be able to see that uh, you've got that depth there. And he was able to step in. 55 minutes he played yesterday. Uh, Incredible performance. R.J. Barrett, the Canadian, looked great too. 29 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Julius Randle, 31 points, 9 rebounds. And, um, yeah, they were able to, like I say, knock off the mighty Celtics. Tatum had another incredible game. 40 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Brown had a pretty good night with 29. Horford was really good too. Missed the the uh three at the end that would have had the uh, had the Celtics win. He hit uh I think he hit six threes in the game. He had 20 points, 14 rebounds um and uh yeah, good to see the old man still contributing for them. Yeah, yeah. no, no Horf- Horford still got it, man. And it, it's it's
1: impressive. This late in his career that he he's still a valuable piece to a championship team, championship roster, which is most certainly what the Celtics are. But um I I I'm going to have to say this, the Knicks they're for real. They're for real, man, and they're, they're a good team and they're going to probably they're going to make some noise in
0: the playoffs. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, uh, it looks like they're going to be playing the Cavs. It's going to be a four or five matchup. They they might get home advantage because Cavs have been sort of uh, you know uh, off and on the last little while. Um, I think they're four and four in the last eight or something. Um, but uh, there was a lot of talk that uh, New York was going to get Donovan Mitchell uh, before he went to Cleveland. Uh, somehow the trade didn't happen, didn't materialize. Uh, there's a lot of rumors why, but uh, he ends up going to Cleveland, and uh, this is going to be quite the battle. It'll be tough for Knicks fans if uh, he ends up going to Cleveland and knocking off the Knicks. But um, I think that'll be a heck of a heck of a series. I, I honestly believe that you know what? It's not
1: the Knicks may have m- missed out on Donovan Mitchell, but they did get Jalen Brunson, who's been absolutely stellar for them this this season. So yeah. I, I can't I can't see. I, I I don't see it where it's like that was a detriment to the to to their organization getting Jalen Brunson. I don't see that right? Right. right. And so I I if it does end up four and five, that's that's the playoff and it's the Knicks versus the Cavs. That's that's gonna be great basketball to watch. That's gonna be I'm going to watch that series. That'll be one of those series I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes on because that's gonna just be a great matchup.
0: Don't want to miss it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics blew a 14-point lead in that game. Uh, this weekend, they lo- they lost that game uh, up by 14. On Friday, they lost to Brooklyn up by 28. That's the largest blown lead this year. Um, kind of bizarre that uh, Celtics are uh, giving up these huge leads, something they have obviously have to address. And another thing, uh, I have a, a note here. Uh, Emmanuel quickly on Sunday uh, they were able to figure out how many miles he ran during that game Uh, just under four miles he ran that's the most by any player in a game this season kind of cool that somebody's tracking that and uh, yeah the the young legs were super fresh even at 55 minutes obviously double overtime you're going to get you know, more time to to run, but uh, yeah, four miles he ran up and down the court in that huge, impressive performance. Well, you know what? That's that, that's what a,
1: that's what young men can do. Young <laughs> men can do that. They can say they they have the gas tank and the will to do that. And you know what? And that's that just speaks to Quickly's game, and and it speaks to his conditioning and everything else he's done throughout the season that he was able to step in and do that when their 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 number one starter is out.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was awesome, yeah. Um, okay, I, I mentioned it off the top. Uh, the game on Saturday, um, yeah, I guess this was on Saturday. Um, Phoenix-Dallas, uh, the first game between Kyrie and KD since they both left Brooklyn. Uh, this was the four-year anniversary of the last time they faced each other when Kyrie was in Boston and KD was in Golden State. And uh, this game was fun, back and forth, what a battle. Uh, KD had 37, Booker had 36, Doncic had 34, and Kyrie had 30. Uh, went back and forth, back and forth with um, KD sinking the game-winning bucket. Uh, Doncic had a chance right near the end, uh, missed a small little jumper uh, just, just by the hoop and uh, had to take a foul. A little bit of an exchange between him and Booker. They kind of got a little mad at each other. Uh, They went down, got the free throws one one thirty one twenty six. But wow, this was a fun game and uh, kind of interesting to see those former teammates back against each other. Yeah, it was was cool.
1: But the thing with KD that I'm always amazed at is, yeah, okay, so the guy may get injured and stuff, but when he comes back, it's like, all right, he didn't miss a beat. Like it's like. Nothing happened. Like, it's like, yeah, I may have gotten injured, but I'm just going to play like nothing ever happened. And I'm still KD and I'm still awesome. Like, the Suns are 3-0 since uh, he's been on the team, the squad so far. Um, And the thing that was a glaring – it was glaring in that game is the fact that the Mavericks don't have any defense. They can score with you, but they can't stop you either. And the Suns can. They can play defense that's the difference between these two teams. Um I I believe uh wholeheartedly that the Suns are are next up in the west. Uh maybe right behind right behind the Denver Nuggets. Um because with KD, man, the Suns are just a different animal altogether. They're just completely different. KD has made them into a uh competitor into, you know, possibly winning championship. So, I I I applaud the owner for it, like just for going for it and trying to get Kevin Durant and getting Kevin Durant because now
0: now they're now they're in the mix. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that that really uh, shook up the West. Uh, Denver's running away with it. I think they got a five and a half game lead, something like that, six and a half game lead. Uh, really, really dominating. And um, yeah, they they didn't really have very many competitors until. This Titanic move, and now look out! Uh Yeah, Phoenix might be even favored in a in a series against Denver. Yeah, yeah, like it's, you know, like with, with that this
1: new duo of Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant, that's deadly, man. That that's as that's as good as it gets. Like mid range assassins, you're just gonna yeah. die by a million cuts by these
0: two guys. Yeah, oh, KD is just so lethal. Just being like seven foot, just. Getting to his spot and you know, right. unstoppable. He's just unstoppable. It's incredible to watch. And you're right, he hasn't missed a beat. He can be injured, having something serious, come back. Doesn't even seem like he was he was he gone a game. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how he does that. I I guess that's just because, like, you know, he's a future Hall
1: of Famer, one of the best to ever score the basketball. That's just what I do. Yeah.
0: Uh great to see Steph back. Uh return from his injury. Uh, played thirty-seven uh, 32 minutes yesterday and was able to get uh, 27 points. Uh, Lakers were able to take the win, though. 113-105 over the Warriors. Uh, Anthony Davis was the biggest factor, obviously, with 39, 39 points, eight rebounds, six assists. And uh, he scored 38 um, the day before, then got 39 yesterday in, in a big win for L.A. Uh, Lakers are... Uh, in a play-in spot at this moment, as we speak, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, really good to see Steph back. Uh, nice that he gets these games before the playoffs start. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's great that
1: he's getting these games before the playoffs start. Also, too, I'll, I'm gonna have, I gotta give the Lakers some credit by winning these these games that they need to win without LeBron James, without their best player, um, and AD stepping up. I hope he can stay healthy, question mark. But when he's on, he's on. He's one of the best big men in the game, period, when he's on like this. So the, the only question mark, the only knock on him is, can he stay on the court? And I hope for the Lakers' sake he can. Because if he gets injured again, Lakers' chances are done. Done.
0: Yeah. Big game today between the Sixers and the Pacers, 147-143 in uh, regulation time for the Sixers. Uh, Embiid led the way with 42 points. Uh, the team uh, shot 47% from three, 92% from the three-throw line. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton did all he could do, 39 points and 16 assists in the loss, 147-143. We're just seeing... Crazy scores in the NBA, so much now. Um, that one seventy six, one seventy five game was actually the second highest scoring second regular high. season game yeah. in history. Yeah. Uh, I know I found out. Um, I think my dad told me that. Actually, he he googled it and checked it out. But um, yeah, we're just seeing insane scores lately. Yeah, no, we we are. I don't know if that's because it's a
1: detriment to the like the fact that yeah, it's defense and I don't really want to do it. I'm just not. Or or sometimes it is like with the offensive scheming that these uh, that these teams are doing. It, it's it's complex and they're always taking advantage. And the guys are that good now, offensively gifted, that it, it's hard to play defense with the rules that are in place now. I I I, I kind of think at times maybe they should bring back hand checking. Get these scores like you know so that the defensive players are allowed to play defense to some extent. You know so so that the offensive player doesn't always have the advantage, which it seems like we definitely do as we're going forward in the NBA.
0: Yeah. Um. The, there was a game today between the L.A. Clippers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Clippers won 135-129. Uh, the biggest absence is Ja Morant. Uh, He has been suspended for two games from the NBA, but um, they say this kind of is indefinite. Um, He has had another incident. Uh, He was flashing a gun in a nightclub and uh, got posted um, on Instagram or something stupid like that. Um, They say he will be away from the team indefinitely. Uh, He has um, posted a statement saying, very sorry, I take full responsibility. I'm going to uh, try to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with my stress and overall well-being and um, yeah this is a blow for the team that sits second in the west and has had another great year and a guy who's at his size really garnering an amazing amount of attention for his athleticism and the things he's doing on the court but another incident off the court and um, I think he really needs to uh, disassociate himself from his friends because uh, this is about the fourth or fifth incident off the court that Ja has had to deal with and um, this this could derail an incredible career.
1: Yeah. the good thing that I'm gonna say about this whole situation with Ja nobody's gotten hurt, right? Nobody's gotten hurt. uh no shots have been fired. nothing of that magnitude has happened yet. That's why it's a good thing that all of this 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 stuff is happening to him now, so that he can rectify all of this. All of this can be rectified because he's fortunate enough that it hasn't accelerated to a level where he's looking at jail. Yeah. So well, yeah,
0: in that respect, very lucky. This comes. This comes on the heels. In early February, the Indiana yeah. Pacers were on their team bus, and yep. they said that. Uh, A car was following them and all of a sudden a laser from a gun was showing up on their heads. And he was in a car that it allegedly came from. Um, No, the police didn't get involved and they didn't prove it. But uh, that was what, uh, you know, precipitated their complaint and said that, uh, you know, they were scared that somebody was targeting them. Uh, and all of a sudden they noticed that it was jaw in the car with a bunch of sort of hoodlums or gang members or whoever the hell they were but uh associates of ja-, ja Moran yeah and 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 again it it's
1: it's these things that kept reoccurring and then and then with that weirdness that he had even with Shannon Sharp on the sidelines in the Lakers game right like it kept coming up again and again and again and then and then the incident with the 17 year old boy and the gun again so i again i i look at the situation and he's very fortunate that nobody's gotten hurt he hasn't gotten hurt or he's not hurt anybody else and neither has his associates hurt anybody else yeah. so with that being said obviously you know his his attitude the way he deals with things has to change or else he puts everything that he's worked so hard to achieve goes to jeopardy. It's in jeopardy. And that's something that nobody wants to see because I, I, I'd rather see him do spectacular things on the court than never see him play ever again. You know, and that's the choice he needs to make for himself. I believe he's going to make the right choice. I believe his family and loved ones are going to help him get through this. And, uh, I, 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 I honestly believe this time away from the team is going to be beneficial for him.
0: I hear you say nobody's got hurt, but uh, that teenager you're talking about on the court and just a mm-hmm. pickup game they were playing got punched in the head 12 or 13 times, from oh, what okay. I understand. So, uh, and then and then this uh, teenager said that um, during the exchange he saw a gun in his waistband. He didn't get pulled, but it was there. So it was pretty scary for him, obviously. And then a uh, in a separate incident, a mall security guard said he was threatened by Morant and a number of his associates during a verbal conf- confrontation that happened. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just way too many things are happening. And, uh, you know, way too many incidents with guns, with fighting, with confrontations that, you know, Hopefully, this is a massive wake-up call. We've seen other guys, you know, not be able to put their past in the past and get away from the bad influences that some of these guys grow up with. And, uh, you know, there's been guys that, you know, just derail their entire careers and end up in prison. And, uh, you know, let's hope these two games and the leave of absence that he's taken smarten them up and we'll never hear about this again. Hopefully
1: hopefully that's exactly what happens and hopefully um, um, he can come back from this and and not have these uh, repeats of this kind of, uh, this kind
0: of behavior again. Uh, I want to mention my weekend before I usually mention at the start, but uh, we just got into it. Um, I got to go to the rugby sevens on the weekend and man, is it ever a blast? Uh, It's, uh, it's great. They were included the, women uh, this time so they had the women and the men playing each other 20 nations on each side uh team canada did really well had a really big upset win on friday night uh the women actually uh, had a couple of big victories and good to see uh very well attended sixty thousand fans over the weekend there and um it was a lot of fun uh people dress up in amazing crazy costumes you see uh groups of 8 10 12 15 people all dressed the same and uh it is an absolute blast if when it if and when it comes back it's been an annual thing um go it's just such a fun event and we had a blast i went with a buddy rob who i haven't seen in 4 years he lives in ottawa now and uh, he was able to come and visit and uh, we had an absolutely hilarious fun time took so many pictures videos and and uh yeah, next time it comes, get some tickets, go, it's an absolute blast. I, I've heard I've heard that and I, I know that from some of the pictures that you showed me. It looked
1: like a lot of fun. Started pretty early for you, obviously on Saturday, but uh it, it
0: looked like a blast. It looked like a lot of fun, and I've heard I've heard such. Uh, yeah, it was 10, 10, 10 a.m. I believe it started. So yeah, very early being there. And, and uh we had a str- we had one of those good old drinking sessions that you know just lasted and lasted and lasted yeah we left the uh we left bc place walked over to the pint watched the ufc got to see the entire uh well most of the prelims and and the the main event and then we walked downtown went to yale town and then uh the lineups were just too crazy there uh went you know down onto granville entertainment district and uh, closed down that place, uh, had an absolute ball. Uh, him and I have had a lot of great uh, drinking sessions over our friendship. And uh, this one was one of those ones that's near the top. Uh, really fun, fun, fun time. And we just had a had a blast. Of course. Of course he did. Because, well,
1: first off, your, your boy is in town. And it's Rugby Sevens. And on top of that, not just the Rugby Sevens, but then you get to see the GOAT John Jones come back and fight after a three-year hiatus. So, yeah, it was always going to be a monumental night a fun.
0: Uh, Rob's from Ireland, so Ireland was well-represented. Ireland is the top number one uh, rugby nation on the planet, has been for the last couple of years. Um, amazingly enough, it was always the All Blacks, the uh, Aussies, or the South Africans. Uh, Ireland is the number one rugby nation on the planet, um, not necessarily in the sevens, but regular rugby and uh they came out uh here and uh it was nice to see them represented lots of green in the crowd uh rob was representing them well and and uh he had a he had a blast him and i've watched a lot of ufcs together over the years as well so very mm-hmm. fun to be able to catch two things in the same day like that oh yeah of course of course and uh yeah obviously just a great night
1: just great events uh, for that uh, particular weekend, last weekend.
0: Yeah. we, we When we went into Yaletown, we went by the parlor, and um, I like that place. It's fun to go into. Uh, crazy crowd there. Way too many people. I went and talked to the bouncer, and you, you talked about the bouncer a little earlier. Uh, I said to him, uh, hey, how's it going? And I went to shake his hand, and he goes, oh, no, no, shake my left hand. My right hand's broken. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Fight here? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I hit an elbow last night he showed me his hand and it was just ballooned up like so bad it looked like he had broken probably the last two knuckles on Uh. his hand and uh he was in bad shape he uh he he didn't have any bandage any ice or anything but it looked severely broken and he was uh having to nurse that uh unfortunately a fight that had happened the night before yeah, that that's never fun. Uh but hey, all credit to him for just still showing up to work with just being one-handed. Good for him. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um your cousin was busy this weekend. Uh F1 was back. Uh first race of the season in Bahrain and uh really good see a Canadian-based team uh got third place, got on the podium. Uh, from the oldest driver uh, in the, the circuit, 41 years old, was able to uh, take a third place. Uh, Red Bull got first and second and looked like they're super dominant again. But uh, fun to see F1 back and see your cousin back at it. No, well, yeah, yeah, that's his sport.
1: He loves it, and he's very good at, uh, at, at breaking it down and analyzing it. Uh, I, I recommend anybody... Everybody that loves F1, please check out my cousin's uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, he he's fantastic. I, I think it's Cameron Sports. Yeah, so yeah, he, he's he's great at
0: that. And uh, hey, F1 is back. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, we got to get him on. I don't know uh, if you'll be able to chat much. Uh, I follow F1 pretty close. He's he's an absolute guru, maestro. All the words I gave you off the top, but. Uh, will you be able to contribute if we do a, a three-way podcast? Probably not much. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. No,
1: no, not really. Um, I'll probably put in some, like, funny stuff. But, like, if you're l- looking for, a- like, like analytical content, that, that is not, going to, that is not <laughs>
0: yeah. going to be me. I see. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that was your, your sport, so. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 figure it out. We'll make it happen. I, I can't wait to do a podcast with him. He's, he's such a gem and he knows his stuff. Uh, he'll, he'll add a lot to this channel and, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot of laughs too. No, no definitely, definitely. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, I'm,
1: I'm almost going to be done my thing here pretty quick here. So I'm going to have some time coming nice. up. Nice.
0: So. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm considering asking the, uh, courtside restaurant, to allow us to do the podcast uh locally from the from their bar. I'm gonna see what they say. I'm gonna ask them this week and uh what do you think? Would you uh would you be down for doing it at the courtside basketball bar? Uh yeah, sure. That that would be
1: something else. Yeah. That would be that'd be awesome actually. Um hopefully they'll they'll give us their, you know, their uh, uh permission to do that. But that, oh. yeah, that would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ask. I'll let you know what they say. Uh, I think I'm planning on popping down there tomorrow and just uh, mentioning uh, what we do and what I'd love to do and uh, see if they can give us a little corner and just uh, do our podcast. We'll we'll talk predominantly NBA. Obviously, with the playoffs coming up, uh, there'll be tons to talk about and uh, be able to watch some great games there as we're doing the podcast too. And uh, I think it'll add a really neat element to it and uh, yeah, be able to promote them as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a great idea. I look forward to that. Cool. Cool, man. Okay. Well, this was fun as always uh, a blast. Um, thanks for sharing your Monday evening. Have a great week ahead. Keep in touch and uh, yeah, I'll let you know what, what they say about doing a remote podcast. Yeah. I,
1: I, fingers crossed obviously. And uh, hopefully that all works out and yes, we will keep in touch uh, with all the basketball, the great basketball that's going to be going on and uh Looking forward to seeing the UFC early start of
0: yeah. this weekend. Is this is this your last week or one more no, week? No. Or one more week of shooting after. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, cool. Week. So yeah, you'll be free in about maybe two, three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So looking forward to that. Okay, buddy. Cheers, man. Enjoy your night. We'll talk soon. Take care. All right. Yeah. Talk soon. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks, man. Bye for now. Okay. Well, uh, wow. That was fun. Uh, appreciate you sticking in as always. Um, now yeah, that was just a, a fun podcast. Great to talk about, uh, such an, an awesome USC card, a lot of good basketball. A lot of things are moving and shaking as it comes down the stretch heading towards the playoffs and, um, yeah, a few other notes. Um, yeah. Uh, had a great weekend. Hope you did as well. Uh, I failed to mention actually we went for 80 for Brady yesterday. Uh, I should have told Jason that. um great movie. uh if you can find it, it's it's on its last legs, I think, in the theater. I'm gonna be uh, heading away from the theater soon. but uh, if you get a chance to see it in the theater, um uh, so many laughs. such a great story. Uh, awesome, awesome cast. and uh, we just had such a hilarious time watching it. and um if you don't catch it in the theater, uh, if you can see it on streaming options, um you you watch it you will you'll love it i i know everybody love it. it it was just such a great story and and so funny and heartwarming and everything about it was terrific so uh anyway love you guys lots um i want to thank you for your your support uh as always and i want to thank our partners and sponsors um we always love uh, anchor.fm the easiest place to make a podcast they are phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms for us uh If you want to do a podcast, don't go anywhere else. That is the place to go. Uh, I want to thank Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And obviously, the V350 stick is a must-have for any hockey person in your family or friends. Um, Pampas possibilities. Designers of West Coast, beautiful, pretty things that you can have in your home. Spruce it up. Make it look great. Impress your friends. Impress your family. Uh, Yeah, get them to come in. They do an amazing job. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products, um, really recommend them. I use so many of their products here, and you can purchase their products on our website at discounted rates. Uh, Really couldn't recommend them enough. So thanks again for all your support. Take care of yourself. Have a great week ahead. Love you guys lots. Bye for now.